Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 30 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracle. And we are happy to be in your ears today. Um, we are over the moon as we always are. No yeah. surprise because, I mean, you know, how could you not be? We're a little sweaty and we like it. Yeah. Well, you say that now because of the 95 degree heat wave hasn't exactly hit us yet, but, yeah, but it's it, coming. It's, it has it's right hit the, well, by the time people are listening. I was trying to point. talk in the future, Jacob. I'm, I'm not good at that. Darn, way, to, way to keep up. Darn this truthful side of mine. Can we talk about the present that you got me today? Well, you want to talk about I, that? I... I came in this morning to the most adorable little raccoon with big giant glitter eyeballs. I did, and I hope you cherish it forever. I'm I love his name is Rusty, and he has a little tag that says, I know it's stinky, but it's true. I really love my garbage stew. <laughs> that is Shakespearean, really, oh, in that level trash of intricacy. Panda. Thank you. I'm real <laughs> pumped about it. Um, I think he looks sneaky. And intelligent, and that he would be great at some sort of heist you, when you think about that. I think that that is just about the best segue I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. Like so, huh, what can we talk about today? Oh, I was thinking, so I went to the movies, saw a movie I liked, had you go see it. Yes, you did. Pretty sure you liked it. I did. Let's talk about it. So, All right. Ocean's 8. Yeah. I mean... Movie I didn't have a lot of interest in going to see, and now I'm happy that I did go see well, it. Well, from the minute the trailer came out, it was getting that negative um, that negative press. I feel like it got the, the bad karma that clung, um, I think, unfairly to the Ghostbusters remake. Yeah, it definitely had a Ghostbuster taint to but it. But it shouldn't be considered here for this film. No. So people out there, if you're worried about that... That's that's not the case at all. I'm actually surprised that this movie only has a 67% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. I kind of am too. It it's it feels just like an Ocean's movie. It's the same pretty much um, concept, except you don't have Steven Soderbergh directing it. That's the only difference between the two. But you have him producing it. Yeah. And it has his feel. So we'll do a little breakdown of the movie um, if you're not familiar. So five years, eight months, 12 days and counting is how long uh, Debbie Ocean has been devising the biggest heist of her life while she's in jail. If you're familiar with the Ocean's movies, she is Danny Ocean's sister. Um, so she knows what it's going to take, and she wants to find a team of the best people in the field. So she's, so again, uh, Debbie Ocean is played by Sandra Bullock. This is a real star-studded film. Oh, yeah. Um, she Her partner in crime is Lou, played by Kate Blanchett. Who's basically the, uh, the Brad Pitt of the movie, I would say. She plays that role really well. And then together they recruit a crew of specialists, including a jeweler, who's played by Mindy Kaling, a street con Constance, who's played by, what's her name? Aquafina. Aquafina, uh, okay. The rapper. Suburban mom Tammy, who is played by Sarah Paulson. Hacker Nineball, who is played by Rihanna. And then a fashion designer who's played by uh, Helena Bottom Carter. I always get Sarah Paulson and uh, Lucy Raub mixed up because they're both on American Horror Story and they kind of look alike. I guess so. Yeah. I can see that a little bit. So now that she said that, I'm like, oh, that totally, okay. Yeah, no, it's Sarah Paulson. And <laughs> then the their target is a necklace that's worth more than $150 million. Um, I and wonder if that's a real necklace. I actually don't know if that's real. I don't know enough about jewelry. Oh, yeah, I I kind of doubt it. Maybe they wouldn't put the idea in people's heads. But they, and then they have their stooge, um, who they're going to kind of try to get the necklace from, which is an actress named Daphne Kluger. 
Um, played really well by Anne Hathaway, who, again, when I really dislike a character, and I'm like, that's because of good acting. Yeah, when you're supposed to not like somebody and that's the whole point of the character. Yeah. Dude, like, yeah. She, she really it. nailed it. It makes me wonder, like, oh, I wonder if this is one of those, this is what they're really like in real life kind of situations. Because, you know. I don't think she is. I think... I think we're all unfairly judging Anne Hathaway. I think she I might actually pe- just be a fine. Person. I don't know why people would unfairly judge her. I'm just curious about all like Hollywood actresses because there's always that that constant idea. Well, of, yeah, and you know too, that who nuts. Melissa McCarthy is in real life. You know who Michael Sarah is in real life because they're the same. But Anne Hathaway manages to actually change it up. Yeah. So signs of a good actress. I'm changing it. I'm on your side, Anne Hathaway. Let's play um, a little bit of the trailer from the movie. Do you know this one? No. Debbie Ocean, convicted felon. Her brother, Danny Ocean, more convicted felon. She was present on the night of the incident. Ooh. So... So you want to hit a jewelry store? Not exactly. A diamond mine. Yes, that's exactly right. Or... What? The Met. Three and a half weeks. The Met will be hosting its annual ball, and we are going to rob it. Oh, oh. lucky you. $16.5 million in each of your bank accounts five weeks from now. That's a lot. So as you can tell from that classic caper. The cape, yeah, they got the, the trailer has that caper sound about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Like a lot, the, lot the, of drums. Yes, and I feel that this movie was exactly what it promised to be from the trailer. You know, it's it's character rich, mm-hmm. maybe a little light on story or structure, which I think the Ocean movies were also. We can get into that. But it's a, it's a heist caper. It recently crossed the $100 million mark. So, you know, it's doing good. It's, it's doing not okay. doing great, but it's doing fine. Like, you know, it's about what you would expect for a movie of this level. The Ocean's movies, despite their huge cast, were never humongous money makers. So I think like the were they not? No, not really. Like I feel like um, the ma- the biggest one was like 160 million dollars domestically. Like okay. they did, they didn't make a ton and of money. And that's over time. So this is doing well. So I feel like yeah. it really carries on the tradition of Steven Soderbergh. So before I recognized that he was a producer, I was a little like, well, they're kind of stealing his exact style with the frame yeah. cuts. And but then I'm like, oh, he's a producer. Like he he's okay with that. And it has just kind of, you know, the elaborate. I don't know. Like I, the I, machinations that you've come to expect from the series. Yeah. I kind of feel that that's not necessarily a Steven Soderbergh thing. It's more of an Oceans movie, like because of the franchise itself. Like that's kind of what they always are. That, that okay, style yeah. kind of just goes along with Yeah. It. So they didn't even, it's not like a remake. It's just kind of a continuation, which again, the Ghostbusters was as well. Yeah. Now, I never saw the Ghostbusters movie, so I can't speak to if it actually was just a flaming pile of garbage. It was. But it was destroyed before it came out, which is just annoying. It was close to being a flaming pile of garbage. But there was, like, Leslie Jones was insufferable in that movie. But Chris Hemsworth was awesome. And Kate McKinnon was pretty good, too, as uh, the Egon. Well, tell me this about the Ghostbusters movie. So I felt in the Oceans movie that... It kind of represented the power of women standing up for themselves and sticking with each other and making the impossible happen. Did you feel that in Ghostbusters or did they miss the mark? Oh, if that's what you're looking for, that's not at all. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's not what they were trying to do. They were trying to make <laughs> trying to make a funny, kind of jokey kind of um kind of like kind of get the tone of the original Ghostbusters movie, but in a more updated okay. kind of way. So the Oceans movie has just done the kind of women 
yeah, Oceans, taking over the role way better. Yeah, Oceans was more of a, it felt like part of the series, whereas Ghostbusters felt like this weird offshoot kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and plus, in this one, there are a few cameos, and they fit the movie, they fit into the movie, whereas yeah. in Ghostbusters, when they did their cameos, and everybody cameoed, spoiler alert for Ghostbusters, um, they just took you out of the movie immediately. Like They were just kind of like a guy walks onto the screen, and it's like, hey, it's Dan Aykroyd. How are you doing? Yeah, we're here. They were like, well, I don't want to give away too much of what happens in this movie, but the, yeah, when the they, star when folks appearances, pop up. yeah, they make sense. So, again, I loved watching this movie. I think it was family-friendly. Like, I took my nephew. We both kind of equally enjoyed it. You know, you just can't – don't pick it apart. Yeah. <laughs> just enjoy it. So, like the Ocean's – all the Oceans movies, I feel like they really favor style over substance. Oh, um, for sure. For w- sure. Yeah, that's totally the case here. But it is fun and it's absolutely worth checking out. And um, the one thing I feel like this movie needs to do when, it, when and if they get a sequel is they need to get more of a like the stars are just kind of having fun hanging out with each other vibe. I feel like the Oceans movies, the original ones did that very well, where it really was just a bunch of famous people hanging out. Yeah. And making a movie. I feel like this one didn't quite have that connection of a feel with a group but that's true because it's they seemed like more strangers even though there were a lot of strangers in the oceans movies they did seem to maybe have a better friendship yeah but you know that could just be a directing choice you know yeah so no big deal it's it was like i said the movie was good it's, it's fun it's always fun kind of watching the you know the idea of will they kind of pull it off yeah which i think is the best part um of the films and it was a very elaborate like that they came up with oh yeah and you really like watching them lay out the complex plan and then you know you're always rooting for the bad guys but the thing that i liked um is because there's no women heist films really there's, there's really not actually when and they maybe like set it off but that's about it and i really and what i liked is so debbie ocean is kind of talking about that and the reason that she feels that they're going to be able to pull off this daring crime in like plain sight is because a him gets noticed and a her gets ignored. Which and she is, says that in the movie, and she's like, and for once, this is what we want. We want to be ignored. Which yeah. is actually very true. When she said that, I kind of like nodded in the theater. I was like, yeah, yeah yep. that's kind of true, actually. They're just like, oh, ladies in dresses, like, yeah. la, 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 we're not yeah. paying any attention. After you, let me hold, especially in an event like the, the Met Gala, which is where this mostly takes down, like, you'd have people being real, real, yeah. like, chivalrous at that point, so. Yeah, and... I feel like for people who are kind of like, oh, it's like another movie with all these women. Like, all of these heist films have been completely male-dominated. Yep. Like, Rafifi, the Oceans films, the town. A bunch of stuff we're going to talk about today is pretty much male-centric. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, unless you believe that men possess some, like, innate talent for sneakiness that women don't possess, like... What's the problem? Um, it's I, just a totally overdue movie. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, a lot of people are getting mad because they're like, it's just another t- instance of putting an all-female cast onto an old male idea and just trying to make it work. It's like, no, that's not at all what this movie is. This is just another version. It's just like it's yeah, a main character. Yeah, they almost didn't have to call it Ocean's 8. No, they didn't. They could have maybe given it another title, and then maybe people wouldn't have been as like weird about it. No, I, I kind of like that they tied it into the series, actually. I feel like it fits in the open world, and I also think that this also opens up the opportunity in the future for a crossover if they ever wanted to oh, do that. Oh, yeah. Like, not necessarily bring everybody from the Oceans movies and this one together. Kind of like pick and choose the highlights. Yeah, there was... So, like, not all the characters had great chemistry together, but Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett... I as, thought were really great together. As you would expect. Like, those two are both top 
A-level actresses. But everybody so. really fit their role. Yeah, nobody felt out of place. Even like the lesser known actors. Tell me this, because I know you got you got a thing against Mindy Kaling. I do. I don't like Mindy Kaling at all. How did you feel? She was fine. I didn't. I thought that I did. You not, didn't hate her. No, I didn't hate her, but I also okay. didn't laugh every time. I could tell they were trying to make her the comic relief, and I was like, nope. Like, yeah, I felt like Rihanna was more of the comic relief. That was I did too, and that's yeah, not good funny. because Rihanna's the singer and Mindy Kaling's the comic. So I'm like, yeah, she tried to make a couple jokes, and they just like landed like a fart in church. I was like, nope. Oh my, what is Timing's that expression? Off. That was the worst. Do you ever fart in church? Stop. Everybody looks at you. They're I, like, what is this? Can we move on? Like Dad, this guy over here. Please. I'm just like rubbing my eyebrows. It Crop. hurts my head. It's so early. Anyway, um, so again, people, we say go out and see Ocean's 8 and yeah. see it on the big screen. Yeah. Um, because if you don't, they're not going to make another one. So go out and go check it out, people. Yeah, and it's and it's good looking. I mean, there's a lot of really beautiful shots in there. Oh, it so looks it's fantastic. nice to see on a big screen. I wish I had done a little bit of research on Gary Ross, the director, because it was very well directed. I didn't really notice any problems with, like, Mm-mm. there was no drop-off between this and a Soderbergh movie, except that this one looks like it was made on digital film. And honestly, like, Ocean's Eleven was a great film, but and I really liked Ocean's... 13. 13, yeah. But I will say that Ocean's 8 is definitely better than Ocean's 12. Oh, yeah. Ocean's 12 is pretty bad. This is definitely the third it's best better. movie in the So franchise. if you were willing so. to go see that, go check yeah. this out. So, okay. Awesome film. Good heist. Let's talk about other heist films that let's, are dear to our hearts. Let's get into it. So the first one that I want to start with, that um, it's a remake, and I don't know. I don't think a lot of people really loved it, but have you seen The Thomas Crown Affair? Is that the Pierce Brosnan one? Yeah. I did see that movie with Rene Russo. Yes, I love that movie. Did yeah, you like it? Do I did. Remember? It was a pretty good movie, actually. It's a totally good heist movie. So it's about bored billionaire it's, it's Thomas o- Crown. It's an old school heist movie, too. Like, they're dealing with, like, you know, well, you'll get into it. You're about yeah, to Yeah, yeah. So Pierce Brosnan decides to entertain himself because he's rich and bored. Of course. By stealing a Monet. Um, and then Catherine Banning, who's played by Rene Russo, is an investigator for the museum's insurance company. And then she kind of takes an interest in him, and they have this complicated back-and-forth game. There's some romantic undertones between the two of them. And then in like an attempt for him to find out where her loyalties lie, kind of with the insurance company or him, um, he ends up – and this isn't giving too much away. Like This is just throughout the film. He returns the painting and kind of essentially turns himself in. And then to kind of see like how her feelings, if she'll help him out of that or whatnot. It is so entertaining. It has a really great soundtrack. Um, this is Pierce Brosnan at the height of his power. This is like James Bond era. Yeah, Pierce like Brosnan. he looked great. He I, he was really well cast, and he is not one of my favorite actors in any sense. Um, so this is a remake from a 1968 film, and in that one, it's a bank robbery. Sure. But the director of this had decided that to make it an art heist instead of the bank robbery. Um, because he felt that like when by the time the film was released, audiences would be less forgiving of Thomas Crown if he staged like two armed bank robberies for fun. <laughs> like yeah. it's not as charming as if he staged like an unarmed art heist, which is what he does. Yeah. And again, you're like, I love him. Criminals are cool. Like that's what it always seems in those movies. It all, that's going to be a theme in pretty much all the heist movies. Like the criminal always comes off looking like a good guy in the end. Yeah. Compared, or just especially like, compared to like some of the law. Just like people. a cool guy. <laughs> like you're cool. I love like they had some real good luck with some of these 
heist remakes because the Italian Job was also like the remake of that was really good as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, that did really well. And it actually had an ending, not to knock the original Italian. I job. never saw the Italian, the oh. original Italian Job. It's good it, up until the last scene. You'll see when you watch it, I'm sure. But yeah, Thomas Crown, like it's a throwback kind of movie. It'll take you back to a mixture. I don't want to say it's a throw. I hate to say it's a throwback to the like '90s movies, but it kind of is. Well, it's it, a it's a '90s movie. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> so, like, but it's got like that. It knows what it is. It's got that vibe of it's very like it, it's well shot. It's got some fun, um, practical effects. This is before CGI took over. It's everything. got some Dennis Leary comedy. How many heist movies have that? Uh, not enough. <laughs> yes. Not enough. Yeah. He's always going to go on a rant about cigarettes at some point. I'm sure that I'm sure that he does. <laughs> it's his true love. So definitely check out the Thomas Crown Affair. All okay, right. what do you got? I am going to go with a movie that I saw recently that may, that was kind of overlooked in the theaters, and I am kind of mad that it was, and that is Den of Thieves. Have you heard of this movie Oh, no. All? I'm one of the overlookers. This movie, for lack of a better term, is rad. Wait, is that what's in this Netflix case that you brought me? It sure is. I oh, want you to watch it, and I'm going to want your opinion of what it's about, or how would you think of it? The way I would describe Den it to people cool. is kind of like a 2018 version of Heat. Is kind of like the vibe that they're going for. I am, I am listening. So you're not going to think about it when you hear the cast of this movie because it stars Gerard Butler, who, if you've been sleeping, I on, stopped listening a little bit. <laughs> Gerard Butler has been making nothing but just fun, stupid movies for a really long time. I agree with stupid. Yeah, and this is just another version of he, um, just making an awesome movie. It's um, basically, I don't even want to give it away because it's one of those complicated don't. heist kind of movies. There. Don't spoil it for me. Um, but it stars him, um, Pablo Schreier, who's on um, American Gods. Mm. Um, 50 Cent is one of the, is in this movie as well. Okay. Um, but it's basically the, your prototypical heist movie about they're trying to rob, I forget, like a hundred something million, a couple hundred million from the Federal Reserve. Basically, when they destroy money, you know, it has to go to the Federal Reserve and they burn it and they got this whole intricate okay. method of doing it so that nobody can steal it. Basically, the whole plan of this movie is they figured out a way to get around all that and that they're going to steal it. I'm pumped. There is a awesome 30 minute, like when they're actually doing their heist um, in here. And then if you remember in Heat, which I feel like we're both going to be bringing up later yeah, on. Yeah, let's just show. actually go right into Heat after this. Um, Heat had the very famous scene in the street where they're like trying to get away and they're just having the huge gunfight for mm -hmm. like the last portion. There's a big version of that in this movie as well and it's just as well shot and just as like brutal to watch. Um, if you like Heat, basically, I cannot recommend this movie enough. It's just, okay. you're going to find I'm gonna, it. I'm going to watch totally it tonight. Awesome. Um, but yeah, like we mentioned Heat, like, because that's another one that, like, this one definitely built off of. And, I mean, what more is to say about, like, the ultimate? Heat was awesome. So, you know, give it a breakdown. I like better when you do breakdowns. You have that better Okay, so we have a ma our master criminal, played by Robert De Niro, and then he's trying to control the kind of rogue actions of one of his men. And then he's also planning, like, one big last heist before retiring, and then... We, on the other side, have our lieutenant, Al Pacino, who attempts to kind of track him down as, you know, he's dealing with the chaos of his own messed up life. Um, Natalie and Portman appearance. Yeah, we do have a stepdaughter, Natalie Portman. And the movie is interesting because I feel like they develop like this mutual respect for each other, even though the whole movie is them trying to thwart each other's plans. Yeah, and they're just two sides of the same 
person, basically. Like if this, like you make one decision, you end up as Al Pacino. You make the other decision, you end up as Robert De Niro. Yes, like, and they're they're both really great. And there's like the pivotal scene in the movie where they both sit down, like at the cafe, to kind of like talk. Like the cop who's like chasing this guy, but they agree, like let's sit down and have a conversation. But yeah. what's cool about that is that um, Al Pacino revealed that they didn't want the two characters to have any like familiarity with each other, that if they didn't, it would be more genuine. Um, so they didn't practice the scene at all. There were no practice rehearsals, which normally they would do so yeah. many times for the film. They just had the two of them sit down, and then they just did it. And it worked. It was oh, great, yeah, one of you the best really scenes in movie history there. I mean, Al Pacino has a little bit of his you know manic... Well, I'm Al Pacino. I'm yelling. But I did read that the early script, which they ended up changing, was he had a cocaine problem. You think? So he oh, was, Al Pacino's on cocaine, huh? But so they were, well, they no, 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 not Al Pacino had a cocaine problem. The character was supposed to. I, I, no, I'm saying Al Pacino okay. had a cocaine problem. So, but that's why Al Pacino is playing it kind of so crazy. But then they take that out. Yeah, so I then heard, he's just crazy. I heard something about that. I'm like, yeah, you probably should have left that in the movie because he just kind of. It like, would have made a little more sense. He's just all. He just yeah. You said he comes off as manic at times. Like yeah, he's just all over the place. But that's like. Al Pacino, every movie post scent of a woman. Yeah, he kind of became a parody of himself at this point. But um, I do like that this is one of Christopher Nolan's favorite films, and he said it's in, this is what inspired his vision of Gotham City in the Dark Knight trilogy. I will believe that. 100%. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mike, so Heat is just like, Heat is classic. Michael Mann, in general, for if you like good heist or crime movies, he's one to watch if... Yeah you don't want to be watching his movies late at night because they get kind of boring at times. Like some of them... Like you, you might get sleepy. Yeah, Ali, for instance, like don't even watch that movie past 7 o'clock because you will <laughs> fall asleep by the end of it, which is definitely I think shame. maybe you're sleepy because you've warned me that on some movies and then I'm putting them on at like noon and then I'm like, oh, this was this was fine. I would have been okay at well, night. My usual watching time is like 11.30, midnight, so it's probably... Maybe you're just tired, Jacob. Do you ever think maybe you should just go what? to bed? What? Bed? Ridiculous. Just keep a, pounding those five-hour energies. I haven't st- actually oh started mine yet, so I'm I'm surprised I have as much energy and at this ex- point. It's too. extra early today. So, yes, those are great movies. I do really – I just want to add that Jim Gaffigan had this bit once in his stand-up routine where he's like, do you ever see, like, a really great movie but, like – 20 years after it came out, like Heat, and then you go to work the next day and you're like, oh, I saw this really great movie last night, Heat, and people are like, oh, you weirdo, it's so old, and he's like, but I want to talk about it, and people are like, no, we're not talking about Heat, so. It's kind of like, our it's a whole premise of our show, actually, because <laughs> yeah, we're bringing up old stuff to this talk is, about. This is what we want, so, okay, let's throw another one in. All right, what do we got here? You know what, I'm going to go with a more modern take. Um, when Ben Affleck started to become an actual serious actor oh, person. Oh, I'm excited for what we're going with. Uh, I want to talk about The Town. I, You know what? I want you to talk about The Town. <laughs> this works out so well. well look, we're, we're in sync. <laughs> so if anybody doesn't know, um, in the movie stars um, John Hamm, Ben Affleck, Wait, and Jeremy Renner. John Hamm? Yeah, John Hamm. He's the, the FBI agent. That's trying oh, to yeah, him. I totally forgot about him. Yes. We'll talk about John Hamm one day. How, that. how that dude is not a movie star. I only think of Jeremy movie. Renner because he stole that whole movie. Yes, he did. He was fantastic. I think he got, he definitely got an Oscar nomination for he that He did, one, yeah. So. Um, but it's basically about bank robbers in Boston. I, I would love to do a Ben Affleck Boston accent, but I'm not going to because. Thank you for sparing us Boston's. all. Uh, and so then we're just going on nope. to the other idea there. Um, but it's basically about, apparently, this one section of Boston has the most bank robberies mm-hmm. in the entire country, which 
dubious fact, but I'll say sure. I'll believe it. I have no reason not to. And Ben Affleck and Jeremy Renner play two um, of the top bank robbers. Um, they rob a bank. I don't know what the girl's name is. Do you happen to? I mean, her. I just know her character name is Claire. Okay. okay. I don't know her acting. Um, but they um they rob a bank. They invent, ends up kind of screwing with the life of one of the tellers, Claire. Yeah, they kind of take her as as a hostage for a little bit. Yeah, and then like. Ben Affleck kind of gets a thing for, so then he's like trying to hang around and get together, but then doesn't. And then he tell. wants out. Yeah, kind of wants out. Yeah, he wants to retire, but Jeremy Renner's like, "No, nah, bro, that's not how. It's not how this works." Yeah, he's like, "That's wicked awful that you want to." It's <laughs> wicked awful. I can't do it at all. Um, I apologize for even doing that. And then uh, John Hamm was the FBI agent assigned to the case, so basically he's right on their tail because they actually have somebody with some talent trying to catch them in this city. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Great story, great heist setup at the end. Um, great, was, good action scenes. I feel like too. Ben Affleck must have been so happy because everybody was like, Ben Affleck is starring in and directing like a heist film, like pass. And then this came out, and we were like, Go do what you want, Ben. Yeah, it's like, oh, you wait a minute. Good. Wait a minute here. Now, when did Ben Affleck all of a sudden be good at making movies? Like, yeah, that movie is happen? serious. I actually haven't seen it in a while. I could go for a, a rewatch. I saw it recently at AMC. It still holds up. I'm sure. I don't like that so many people seem to be taking Jeremy Renner's uh, or the um, whole scene where they're like, I got to go hurt some people. I can't tell you why. I can't tell you who. Just come Oh, with I me. haven't seen that. And then, like, people Jeremy, are just doing that? Yeah, it's like people are like, I want a guy who's going to be like this. I'm like, well, you shouldn't be in a situation where you got to go beat people up <laughs> in a drug <laughs> house, guy. Like, maybe rethink your everything about your life at that point. Just, you know, just a thought. Uh, advice from Jacob. Mm-hmm. This could be a whole other it's show. A, it's a new segment. It's going to go hand in hand with the jokes. Oh, okay. Advice from so, Jacob. So, yeah, The Town. Yeah, Town. Go check it out. Awesome movie. Awesome action flick. Good heist movie. So, check All right. It out. So, another one that is near and dear to my heart is Inside Man. Oh, I like that movie. That's I, a good movie. That's one that surprised me when I saw it. Same. Absolutely. So, it has another, we got another tough detective. They're always the tough slightly damaged detectives that we love the most in this film and this one is played by Denzel Washington and then he it's kind of about him matching wits with the criminal um this bank robber who's played by Clive Owen and then there's uh so in this bank robbery there's a tense hostage crisis is unfolding um and then we have Jodie Foster pops in because she's like this she's power like fix- broker. She's like a fixer. I yeah, who, and, but she has like a hidden agenda. And then she's kind of pushing the tense situation to a breaking point. Um, there's great this- things happen in this movie. Um, there's really great acting. Clive Owen again. He's never in enough good things. No, definitely Huge an actor. Talent, that guy. Definitely an actor. One of our favorites on the show who gets yeah. short shrift when it comes to Hollywood. Like I don't feel like people give him the respect that he deserves and like how good I think he, can he be. just is not good at, at making choices. Like yeah. I feel like he's probably saying no to stuff that he thinks isn't good that ends up good, and then the stuff he's saying yes to is garbage. Yeah, like uh, Shoot 'Em Up is a fun action movie, but as like a movie. For real, it's awful. Yeah, no. Like he doesn't really make too many good ones. Like Children of Men, obviously, is awesome. But then, like you look at the rest of his filmography, and you're like, oh. I haven't seen The Nick though. Have you ever seen that TV show? No, I haven't. And it's I on my list. Um, it's another Soderbergh one, going back to the beginning. Oh, see. Um, yeah, Inside Man it was the first. It's Spike Lee directed the movie. It's the first movie that Spike Lee directed that he did not write himself. So that's okay. a fun little piece of movie trivia. Sure. Um, but again, it's another one that they don't reveal everything till the very end. That fight, especially like the whole 
the truth behind like the whole robbery that they're doing and it, how the story it's all a bank out. robbery with heart yeah like, you are really vested in the whole thing and want to know what's going to happen and yeah there's twists here and there which you always like especially when you're like yes i didn't see it coming which i was you, genuinely surprised which you will not see coming in this movie yeah like, no, you will definitely went until they do the reveal at the end you're going to be like oh Okay, I did not think that's what was going on. It's good stuff. So, yeah, check out Inside Man. What else do you have for us? Give us one of your weird ones. Oh, one of the weird ones. Okay, I am going to go with Quick Change. Did you ever hear that movie? I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. Isn't it old? It is. It's from, okay. the, it's from the late 80s. Uh, it stars Bill Murray, Gina <gasps> Davis, and oh my Randy God, is this, Quaid. Is this the clown? It's the clown movie, yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, clown I forgot all about it. So basically this is movie. It's one of those lost in a city kind of scenarios where everything yeah. goes wrong. But the setup of it is uh, Bill Murray plays a bank robber who robs a New York bank dressed as a clown. Oh, so and then good. it's all about him and his accomplices uh, trying to get out of there and get out of the city. But then everything keeps going wrong and they have the cop right on their heels. I love these kind of movies where there's just calamity after calamity. I always like just I love Gina them. Davis, too. This She's is, great in this it. This is prime Gina Davis. Yeah. R- Randy Quaid before he completely lost his mind. <laughs> and just Bill Murray being Bill Murray. Like, I mean, it's a, he's a big favorite on this show. Like, oh, yeah. We definitely love that guy. We love him so much. Um, but yeah, like I forgot about that movie. I'm really glad you said that because I think about it sometimes and then I'm always like, what's the name of it? And then I'm too lazy to take it any further. And then I'll just like, guess I'll never see it again. Nope. Quick change. It's available here at the library and also on HBO Go if you're being lazy. But don't be lazy, folks. Come oh, down no. to the library and check it out. You know what? Since I'm sitting in the library, I think I'm going to take advantage of that. <laughs> um, of course, we have zero time. Of course. But I feel like I have to mention um, the usual suspects. Makes sense. I mean, that's a classic. I feel like people would be mad if we went through this whole show and didn't Even if you haven't seen The Usual Suspects, you probably know a line from it because I feel like it was everywhere everywhere for a while, which is the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist, which is said by Con Man, played by Kevin Spacey. Um, And he's in that moment, he's drawing a comparison to the... uh, you know, most famous criminal of the time, Kaiser Soze. I still say probably up there with most famous criminals. Even when you're like, even in pop culture now, I feel like that people still oh, know Oh, Kaiser Soze? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So again, Kevin Spacey, I know he's bad now, but he's so good in he this movie. He was good in this one. Forgive so. him for two hours to watch the movie. It has Gabriel Byrne. It has Benicio Del Toro. I'm not going to say a ton about it. Um, you forget, oh, Stephen Baldwin we're just, and Kevin Pollack. We're just not going to mention them. I didn't feel the need the need to as much. There, you know, have you read how that one scene where they're all in a lineup because they like bring all these people in and it's all these criminals and um, the scene is like hilarious because they're all a- they're all laughing and they like can't get through the scene. Yeah. Well, they had filmed that scene like a dozen times and the director was like so angry that they couldn't get through it that Bra- they kept laughing. Brian Singer directed this. There movie. it is because Benicio del Toro kept farting, <laughs> and like they were all dying so they're like genuinely laughing and that's the scene that he ended up having to go with because they couldn't do it straight and I love that scene and then again I don't want to give anything away from the movie I mean although it's been out forever so it's yeah you should probably have seen this movie by now I will say that there is a poll on IMDB and it was voted as having the best plot twist of any movie I Uh, mean beating out the sixth sense and the crying game so uh, that crying game one was kind of that was a big one. I don't know. I gotta feel like I might give it to that, but I definitely usual think this, suspects. This movie so. definitely had that surprise. Yeah, so it's it. a good one. And okay, sadly we 
We just talked it all away. We We're talked always, it all away. Always out of time. We're out of time. Jacob, right. give us a couple plugs, and then I want to mention a couple things. So, remember, everything you heard on All Booked Up, you can pick up at your local library. So, head on down. If we don't have it, just request it. We'll send it to whatever library you want. We'll do that for you. All 37 branches. Um, you can get a hold of us at allbookedup at buffalolib.org. Let us know any of your questions, thoughts, comments you have on the show, and then uh, Michelle and I will incorporate them in. We'll do whatever you want. Yeah. We work for you, but so I was... Uh, reading about all these heists and I just want to mention a couple quick ones because I thought that these people were awesome so there was an opening of a shift opening shift of a bank in India mm -hmm. on, on New Year's Day 2008 and they came in and discovered a giant hole was carved in the middle of the vault room floor nice. and 2.5 million rupees were missing from their safe and 160 pounds of gold bars and what it was is the bandits had cut their way through the floor from the space above which they had rented out under the pretense of building a restaurant. No. So they had even, they filled the space with furniture and construction materials, and there was a sign outside that was like, we're renovating this space for a new restaurant. And then for two months they prepared, it cost them like 50,000 rupees on, to rent the space and get all the stuff. And then See, that they is, made a 5,000% return on their investment. That's a straight up oceans move right there. I mean, it's so awesome. And then one more I saw in 2008, a man robbed an armored truck in Washington after putting an ad on Craigslist for road maintenance workers. And about 12 of them showed up to the bank wearing yellow vests and safety goggles. And that is how the robber dressed to grab the money from the truck. And then when the authorities went looking for him, they just found a bunch of dudes that looked like him Jesus. and like didn't know what to do. Yeah. So you, hear the, so you hear these ideas <laughs> and you're like, wow, some people are figuring I'm, out this criminal game. Man. I'm doing it wrong the straight way. But OK, you guys, thanks so much for listening. And we will catch you next time. Bye.